0: Okay, she said we'll pray over the offering. So so if we get an usher or two up here, we'll just go ahead and prepare. Father, we're praising. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we prepare to receive this offering. We thank you, Lord, that is it is a blessing, Father God, to give unto you, Father. We're asking, Father God, that the windows windows of heaven be open, Father God, to each and every individual. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. Okay. We got a short one tonight. We're full of shorties today, this week. Okay. Um, the nugget for the night. We are on. I take it? Yes, I we're on. I don't know if I gave this one before or not. The bread of life. The bread of life never becomes stale okay so (laughs) so if you are wanting a title for tonight's message it's called elevation of friendships elevations of friendships. so we'll find out what's going on so uh, We'll go to the book of Psalms to start off with, and we'll start off with Psalms chapter one. You now, God encourages to have good friends, to make friends. But he also gives us warnings of those that we should avoid. And we find that out in Psalms one, beginning of verse one, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So he's already telling us, don't get around ungodly people. Nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. From the Amplified, it reads, Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and admirable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes. Nor stands submissive and Inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Whoa! So here we see relationship. God is telling us that relationships either draw us near or separate us from Him. And we want to be close to Him. So developing good true faithful friends is paramount in the the success of our life. Amen again. Thank you. So let's now turn to the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, we'll go to chapter 18 to begin with. Proverbs 18. Verse 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that uh, sticketh closer to the brother uh, than a brother. From the Amplified, the man of many friends, a friend of the world, will prove himself a bad friend. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So we see here, just making friends with anybody is not. It can be detrimental. You just don't want to make friends with everybody. You know, if you know the person is a a robber, uh, you know, a a thief, a murderer. You don't want to make friends with this individual, even if you even if you were selling uh, in the same cell that this person was in, if you were there. You don't want. You know, you don't want to be known to be his friend, right? Okay. Uh, we need to understand that not not all individuals are as uh, though they seem to be. You know, they could. Um, you could get a beautiful young lady. I mean, just spectacular to look at. But when she opens her mouth, all filth flows through. That's, that's not what you want to be around. I mean, it's, it's that way. Um, so we need to be careful who we are around. And oftentimes, the Bible says, I don't, didn't write this one down, but you need to find it. Don't cast your pearl before swine. Sometimes they, they just trample it. So be careful who you hang around with or, or uh, speak with because... Um, They're not going to take it, and they're just going to make you just feel bad. You know, that type of stuff, or mock you in front of other people. So um, be careful, okay? Some have hidden agendas uh, that will bring harm to you physically, socially, financially, morally, and spiritually. Um, Sometimes, I hate to say this, sometimes people gravitate to the lowest point, just like... um, A river never flows upstream. Normally, there's a couple places they say that kind of flows upstream, but most rivers flow downstream. So uh, if you're among people and you uh, tend to to be somebody that um, follows people, a lot of people will follow the lowest common denominator because they don't want to strive to be better. So they'll go to the bad crowd. And uh, you see that a lot with kids today. Uh, somebody will get a, you know, they join a gang, they think they're hot stuff, and everybody, gravit- all the young people gravitate towards them. And then we got a bunch of people that are, uh, young people that are lost and doing uh, stupid things, okay? So let's uh, find out something about uh, choosing friends. So let's go to Second. Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Chapter Twenty. There have been a great battle and so forth, and Jehoshaphat is a is the king of the uh, of Judah, and uh, God likes him a lot, you know, and he. He went down there, he had a battle. He sent the, the praisers out there first. And what happened? We said, What happened last week with praisers? They just tore the place apart. Amen. Amen. They were high fiving all the way down. <laughs> so, uh, Jehoshaphat has a great battle, you know, and and he, and he is real good. And guess what? The king of Israel. Remember you now. Israel is split. They got the northern half and the southern half. One is called Judah, and the other one is called Israel. And Jehoshaphat is with uh, Judah. And we see here that uh, the king of Israel. Let's go to you found chapter twenty of Second Chronicles. Go down, drop down to verse thirty-five. And after after this did Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, join himself with Azariah, king of Israel, who did very wickedly. Whoa! Here we got an upstanding, godly individual joining someone who's wicked, even though he's, you know, we could say, how can I put this... Uh, Azariah was wicked, but he was still a Jew. And, well, he's part of the family. i got to be nice to him. Right? You know? And this is not exactly what, what, what we're supposed to do. Okay, let's go on. Let's read it again. And after this, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, joined himself with Azariah, king of Israel, who did very wickedly. And he joined himself with him to make ships to go to Tarsh, and they were made ships in Ezion Gerber. Then Ezler, the son of Delfin, boy, these guys, these names, I should have just skipped. Of uh, Meha prophesied against Jehoshaphat. Here's a good guy, and some, and and, and we have someone prophesying. Because thou hast joined thyself with Azariah, who is what? Very wicked. The Lord has broken thy works, and thy ships were broken, and they were not able to go to Tarshish. Uh, From the Amplified, it says, the last part, um, saying, Because you have joined Azariah, the Lord will destroy your works, so the ships were wrecked and unable to go to Tarshish. So, here we have a godly individual that joins a wicked person. And what does God do? He severs that relationship. He says, well, if you're going to join that individual, you can have it. And things go sour. Have we ever wondered, because sometimes we have joined somebody that's a little bit wrong that all of a sudden things turn sour for us. It's true. Hello? It's true. Right. You could say this guy was almost a family member. The all all of the Hebrew or the Jewish family. Because one was wicked, something happened. Hello. So Jehoshaphat failed to to discern King Ezekiah as a wicked individual. He knew about it, but he says, Well, you know, he's he's gonna do he's gonna go do some cer- certain things and it doesn't work. So let's go back to Proverbs and find out something. In Proverbs chapter four this time Verse fourteen four fourteen. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Well oh Hezekiah what'd you do? And go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they have caused some to fall. What happened to Hezekiah? He joined him and he fell. Everything went. So we're gonna to have to watch ourselves in our relationships. That's true. Whoa. Okay. Let's now. Uh, we're gonna jump around a little bit. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Let's we'll go to Second Corinthians chapter six. In Second Corinthians, oh glory to God, hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter six. Look at verse fourteen. It's a familiar one that we often, sometimes read. Be not equally, be not unequally yoked together with the unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Wow! going to read from the Amplified. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not ma- make uh, mismatch alliances. Is that what? Uh, Jehoshaphat did? With them, nor come under the, under the different yoke with them, inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership have the right living and the right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? Or well, how can light have fellowship with darkness? If you know they're that wicked, just stay away from them. I mean... You can pray for all you want for them. You can get down on your knees, you can fast for the individual, but don't get with them because it says, like I said, some people will gravitate to the lowest co- uh, common denominator, and oftentimes if you're not strong enough, that individual's not going to come. They're going to drag you down. You're going to feel even worse going there with this individual. I'm sure Jehoshaphat felt that way. Okay, let's... Uh, go back one book to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 33. From the King James. Do not be deceived. Evil communications corrupts goods manners. Wow! Hezekiah! Wake up! Let's read from the Amplifier. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionship. Oh boy, that's even worse. Evil companionship. Communion. Association. Being associated with them is even bad. Uh Uh-oh. Corrupt and depraved. Good manners and moral and character. What happens to your character? What happens when you start to hang around with these people and other Christians see you? Guess what? You're going to get labeled just like that. He's hanging around. If you if you begin to do that, if you begin to gravitate, they're right. From 33 to 34. Awake unto righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Okay, it's Amplified. Do not be deceived, Whoops! awake from your drunken stupor and return to sober sense and your right minds. And sin no more. Well, that's sin no more. Being in association with this individual says you are sinful. That is heavy. For some of you have not the knowledge of God. You are utterly and willfully, disgracefully, ignorant and continue to be so lacking the sense of God's presence and all true knowledge of him I say this to your shame whoa that is looking at friendships wow you gotta be we gotta be careful who we have friends with (laughs) she said read the next two let's go down verse 35 but someone would say how can I uh, how can how can the dead be raised This is from the Amplified. With what kind of body will will they come forth? You foolish man, every time you you plant seed, you sow up something that does not come up to life, germinating, uh, springing up, and growing, unless it dies first. Okay, I don't. Wow. All right, now let's go to Proverbs chapter 22. You know, Proverbs has a lot on it, but we're, gonna, we're just going to find a few that uh, may kind of rock us in our thought, thought life. In Proverbs chapter 22, something we looked at before, verse 24, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Verse 20, lest thou learn his ways and get snared to soul. We gravitate to their level. Unless you are praying heavy and and fasting to get that individual. If you're wanting to save them, that's one thing. But to hang around and do their thing, listen to their talk, it's wrong. Thank you for your immense. I'm talking about them across the way. They were yelling. All right, glory to God. Now let's turn to Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter twenty, I find all these things interesting because you know we all have friends, and we say, well, you know, but uh, we have to be careful if if they're not willing to, after you witness to them and shared with them the love of the Lord, and they still are cantankerous and, and wicked we just need to just put them on the shelf and just pray for them and, and not get in their way or inhabit them in Ezekiel chapter 20 listen to this verse 18 Twenty eighteen. But I said unto their children in the wilderness, Walk ye not in the statutes of your fathers, neither observe the judgments, nor defile yourself with their idols. Uh, from um, Amplified, And I said to their sons in the wilderness, You shall not walk in the statutes of your fathers, nor observe their ordinances, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances. And what he says, Stay away from the wicked whoa, we should be, you know. It reminds me of, um, go to Hebrews chapter 4. It reminds me of some people uh, Some girls get hooked up with some pretty wicked guys. They say, and they do all sorts of—I mean, you know, murder, steal, you know, whatever you want to say. And and they and when they're picked up. But I love him. He's so good to me. What what good is that? Bringing you down into the depths of hell with him. I mean, that's naive and that's stupid. That's ignorance uh, gone to seed, you know. Okay, Hebrews chapter 4. Look at this. Verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Rest in what? Rest in God's word. Don't follow through on what other people are doing. Rest in God's word. That's the only way it's, you're going to be safe, or yeah, safe because that's okay. We we got two more in this area. Then we'll, we'll look at something a little bit much more better. Second uh, Peter. Let's find Second Peter. In Second Peter, chapter three. Verse seventeen. that's Second Peter chapter three, verse seventeen. And we'll be going, looking at it in the Amplified. Let me warn you, therefore, beloved, that knowing these things beforehand, you should be on your guard, lest you be carried away by the air of lawlessness and wickedness and wicked persons, and fall from your own present firm condition. Your own steadfastness of mind, But grow in the grace, undeserved favor, spiritual strength and recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To Him be glory, honor, majesty, and splendor now, both now and for the day of eternity. Amen. So be it. So we, we, we just got to wake up. We, we got a lot of warnings about the world and those that were around. We just have to make good associations and not bad associations. I know uh, sometimes we have to work with the individuals, but we don't have to be um, do their things and go out with them and do their, you know, the wickedness. We, we, huh? Socialize. Oh, socializing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One more. Let's go to Proverbs chapter twenty-three. In Proverbs chapter twenty-three. Here anyway, she's talking about socializing. Look at this one. Proverbs twenty-three, looking at verse six and seven. Eat not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he Eat and drink, he saith, but in his heart it is not with thee. Wow. Look out. From the Amplified it reads, Eat not the bread of him who hath a hard, grunging, and envious eye, neither desire his dainty foods. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As one who reckons, he says to you, Eat and drink yet his heart is not with you, but grudgingly the cost. So that's an evil person. So let's get away from that a little bit. Uh, What what are the qualifications of a good relationship? The qualifications of a good relationship. One, we need to find someone who is committed to be an everlasting friendship, to build and strengthen you and their character. So you build their character, they help build your character. That's the friendship. That's a committed friendship. A lasting friendship. We need to find someone that's going to be that way. Let's not, uh, since we're in Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs 27. Here we go. Verse 17. That's Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Glory to God. So we need someone that's going to strengthen us and develop our character and, 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 and likewise they will strengthen us and build up our character. You may be strong in one area, they may be strong in another area and you work with one another and you both become much better. End. God, Amen. In the works of the Lord, glory to God, Hallelujah. Um, right after the book of Proverbs is the book of. One more time, come on! You got it. You've got the. You got it in your pocket. You got it in your hands. Proverbs, you better look it up again. Ecclesiastics, people. Okay, we will we will we will we will send you down into the next room in the kiddies uh, section where you will learn the Bible. Ecclesiastics, right after Proverbs. Chapter 4. Let's look at chapter 4. We're looking at uh, qualifications for a good relationship. Chapter 4. Ecclesiastes 4.10 For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he shall not have another to help him. So we see here, when we fall... Someone that's good is going to help us. Amen? Yeah. Even if you've a, a number of times, they're going to help us out. Okay. Now, so we need people that uh, that's going to be committed as a long friendship. They're going to help us at any time in our lives. Okay. Now, we need to, we need to have friends that will... Inspire you. Yeah. Amen. Let's go to the book of Mark. In Mark Chapter Two, in Mark Chapter Two, beginning verse one. From the Amplified. And Jesus having returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was rumored about that he was in the house, probably Peter's. And so many people gathered together there that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he was discussing the word. Verse 3 Then they came, bringing a paralytic to him who had been picked up and was being carried by four men. And when they could not get him in the place in front of Jesus because of the throng, they dug through the roof above him, and when they had scooped out the opening, they let down the, the, the thickened padded quilt or mat upon which the paralytic man lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, their confidence in God through him, he said to the paralytic man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And put away that is the penalty of remit the, the sense of guilt and remove, and you are made upright and right, standing with God. Glory to God. So we need to have friends that's going to be in, that's inspiring to us. Here, this man has been paralyzed for we don't know how long, but four of his friends were inspired to get him healed. Right. They did their best. They found out Jesus was in town. And they took him down there and the place was crowded and they were gonna say, Well, we can't get in, we're gonna to have to wait wait till the next service is gonna be someplace else. No, they somehow got on the roof and ripped the roof open and you know I can imagine what Peter was saying. I just had that roof fixed for this winter time and these guys ripped it off. But all of a sudden this mat comes down and this what do you want to call it? Comes down and Jesus looked up and he said, he, saw, he sees their faith. He sees their faith. He was inspired by their faith. Oh, glory to God. And what happened to the man? Their faith healed the man. Oh, glory to God. Don't you think that man was high fying it out out there? I mean he wasn't being pull me up. No, glory to God. He was having a good time. Yeah. So we need to have individuals around us that have like precious faith that will lift us up when we need it, yeah. that'll inspire us to do great mighty things. Like you say, well you know, I'm not too sure if we're gonna make this job. Oh you're gonna do it, God's gonna be with you, we're praying with you. You're lending your faith to them and all of a sudden, oh man, you, you just feel that jolt come through you. Yeah, I can do it. Or this can be done. Because they believe, they believe in God and so do I and a thing's going to take place. So we need to have people that, that's gonna, that, that, are, that surround us that have good, strong faith. Amen. You don't want to go with it. Well, I ain't too sure. You, you're looking mighty sickly. You might have to go to a doctor, you know, that type of stuff. You don't want that type of thing. I mean, if, they pray, if you're prayed for and the and, and thing's not coming through right away, you may have to go to the doctor, all right? not saying that your faith is weak, but you want people that's going to be surrounding you, okay? Go to the doctor, get the medicine. We'll pray it through. Well, you don't have to, you're not battling this thing by yourself. And don't feel in a dumpster that you had to go to the doctor, all right? Thank you out there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we need people that will inspire our faith. Um, Let's go to the book of John, chapter 15. In John, chapter 15, And I look at verse thirteen. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. It's true. We need to be to go there, and whatever our brother or sister needs, we need to be able to go to their assistance and help them out. Yeah. Oh, but it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt to give it up. It's hurting. You know, I was, I was. Hoping to get this other thing, but now this, this emergency came up. Who are you giving it to? If you give it in the name of Jesus, you're going to get repaid. Remember what what the rich young ruler says? Jesus said, "Just give it give it all away and follow me." <laughs> Give it all? (laughs) Boy, God, you know, uh, we have to be able to give it all. Wow, that is hard. But it is needed, as we'll see. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 3. Someone, someone needs to have their faith inspired. Amen? Acts chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1, I'm going to read from the King James. Now, Peter and John went together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John, to go about into the temple as and Peter fastening his eyes on him with John said look on us and he gave heed to them expecting to receive something of of them and Peter said silver and gold have I none and you know what happened to that guy's heart oh they got nothing for me absolutely nothing. Here these two guys are dressed finely and they have nothing to give me. And they're saying, they don't have silver and gold. But it goes further on. But such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Whoa! Boy, that's inspiring. You know what's inspiring? Jesus went about healing all. And once he healed one, others wanted it. That's inspiring. It's coming in. That's right. When you're able to pray correctly, people are going to be changed. And people are going to come to you for prayer. People are going to come to you for laying, on, laying your hands on them. Amen. This is inspiring. We need to have people surround us that way. That you can say, Go in. I know you have the, the anointing upon you. Go out there and lay your hands on Go out there. And speak to that interview, tell him about Jesus. You have the anointing upon you yeah. that gives you some inspiration to go out there and do it. Oh, it's going to be another drab day out there walking, walking out there trying to find somebody to, to, to get saved. Oh, that guy has a broken leg. I, I, I can't for that. I, I never saw, I couldn't even. Healer. a hangnail. I can't pray for that individual. You don't want, you don't want somebody that way. That's true? <laughs> okay. Let's look at another one. Let's look at somebody somebody else was inspiring. Let's go all the way back to the book of... It's right after... Shall I tell you where it's after? Who it's after? Somebody said it earlier. It's right after Ezekiel... All right, some of you have those tabs on there, cheating. <laughs> okay, it's Daniel. And we want to go to the third chapter of Daniel. And we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Nebuchadnezzar has built a giant idol of himself out there and says, everybody, when the music starts, you can dance around, but you've got to bow before the idol. And they said, we aren't going to bow to that idol. Right. <laughs> Verse 12. And there were certain Jews that, that had said over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They have served, They have not. Pardon me, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. All bad news. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, O king Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Boy, you want to be with somebody like that. But, oh he, he, he changed his mind all of a sudden. But, if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship thy golden image, which thou hast set up. And Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and, uh, and the form of the vintage was changed against Shadrach, Bishap, and Abingo. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should, be he- they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was want to be heated? In other words, you're going to throw them in there. You want to be surrounded by individuals when you are in a tight spot that they are going to be stick with you. Amen. Amen. You don't want to say, well, you know, uh, I used to believe that way, but I don't know. (laughs) No. You want to be out there and you're going to say, this is it. This is what God says. Hey. I tell you what, they're doing that today. There's martyrs all over the world where the Muslims are slaughtering them. You heard about the, the thing in Somalia, the um, department store, mall. Muslims went in there, killed 68 of them. They would go into each storefront and ask them if they were Muslim or not. If they were not, they killed them. Or, they, you know, you, you better say... This prayer to Allah and mean it, otherwise, you're going to get killed. And 68 of them died. They wouldn't, they would not say that, we'll not give up Jesus. And of course, we, we, you heard about the ones in Romania that they, there was uh, 30 or 40 women stripped naked, hanging on crosses for Jesus. Those are our brothers and sisters. No, the nuns were in another location. They had, they had stripped the nuns down, saying that they were uh, some kind of political prisoners. They were devils or something. But this is what the Muslims are doing. This is, this is what our world is turning against us. Even our own nation, our military men and women, cannot proclaim Jesus. Right now, you mention Jesus anywhere in our, in our country. You're laughed at the Ten Commandments. uh, Another uh, there's another monument that had Ten Commandments someplace in Washington D.C. It was just pushed over the other day, thrown on the side. A 800 little over 800 pound Ten Commandment uh, uh, granite was pushed over, and they just painted over and all that type of stuff. So we are becoming scarce. And we've got to find people that will stand with us. That's right. Because that's going to give you courage and boldness to do so. And, and you need to be, and if we're in, you're in a crowd and they're making accusations, you need to stand up and be bold that others will come with you. You say, well, that's kind of, that's yeah. you know, you, you're going to make me the ringleader? <laughs> Who do you stand for? Jesus said if you deny me, my father's gonna deny you. Yeah, we've got to get that you know, we've, we've gotta get that set. Okay. Amen. Let's now turn to um First Samuel. In first Samuel chapter twenty two. qualifications of a good friendships. Chapter 22 of First Samuel, beginning verse 1. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Dedham. And when his brethren and all his fathers had heard of it, they went down thither to him. And verse 2, and everyone that was distressed, everyone that was in debt, everyone that was Discontented gathered themselves unto him. And David became the captain over them. And they were with him about 400 men. 400 men that were disillusioned. <laughs> well, God, you could have sent me something better. If I'm going to have an army I want something that's going to help me out. But in order to have a good relationship, you've got to be a leader. It's true. And they were no longer that. Later, later, they were called the valiant men of David. And they gave the, the, the exploits in the, in the Word of God. Right. They mentioned 33 of them and their exploits. So we need to come alive to it. Amen. Whether you follow David or be a David... You've got to get. You've got to have that uh, relationship. You got to get people to come alive to that. Go for it.
1: To me, it's on. To me, this um, scripture shows how God can take the the very impossible, the what looks the most impossible, and completely turn it around and bring bring forth His goodness and His glory. Because these guys. If you look at this, this is about as hopeless as it could get the type of people that he had to train up. But they completely were turned around. They got, they were completely turned around. And like you said, they, they became valiant, victorious. Amen. And that's powerful. when you, I, I love to look at this because you see that this, this, these guys, you ever been around people that are in debt and discontented? and in distress it's like oh me and you had 400 of them
0: right now we have a nation full of them because we don't have leadership
1: well I when you were teaching about the idol and they were to bow down to it what happened in our country that someone made an idol of themselves I'm not going to say but we were expected to bow down how many people would stand up and say no I'm not going to do that Good thought. I have a few more. Could,
0: or it could be like the little kid says, that was told to, by the teacher to go sit in the corner. Remember that? Little defiant little boy. Go sit in the corner, teacher says sit. And in his mind he says, even though I'm sitting, I'm standing up. Well, we can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that. You got in order to change people's our looking life. we've got to be the vocal. We've got to be activated in our Christian walk. Amen.:
1: Interesting. Um, one of the people on Facebook that I am friends with was sharing and it was very interesting what he shared the other day. He said, "You know, how many men or how many daughters that are princesses might be called something negatively?" and can could this cause that girl to end up gaining weight as an adult and I, I texted him and i said yes and i gave him i spoke to him and i gave him scripture and i said you know we should never ever speak anything negative over our children speak it to them they need to have positive and we should never allow anyone else to speak negatively to our children and it was funny he he Texted back and he said, "Boy, oh boy, do people hate criticism." And then I gave him some the scripture that talks about rebuke. What was that one? Um, it talks about Timothy. Pardon. In Timothy, and it says reproof, rebuke. What's the other? And it's true. I mean, God. So many areas, people don't like to be. Um, dealt with and I said you know a loving pastor a loving pastor will sit down and share with you and openly tell you the truth but when it comes to your kids I've had so many adults grow up that have had so many hateful things said to them and it has changed their lives and so we have to be very careful as parents what we speak or what we allow spoken over our kids so and this, this shows David had 400 of them with him, that who knows what, who knows what happened to them. So we we are here to build people up, not tear them down. Hallelujah. I have a couple scriptures on angry men. If you
0: could have. Okay. Uh, we have to learn to control the atmosphere that surrounds us. Don't let the enemy get any type of foothold that would cause us to compromise. We can we can we can make our the atmosphere around us much better if we have the positive attitude. Don't let don't let the enemy get fooled into doing something else. Okay. So that's um, that's friends that inspire us. Uh, we need to have friends who challenge us. Challenge us as to giving whoa people which challenge you to give to sow to increase the amount of your giving we are when we are when correctly done your seeds our seeds produce above your anticipated harvest Um, there's some the book that we gave out uh, tithing remember that little book I like the uh, who made the mason jars, the cooking jars, up in San Francisco. I can't think of his name. The jars, uh, up Kern, Kern jars. Was that a Kern? Anyway, the um, when the earthquake, the big earthquake hit, and then the fires broke out in San Francisco. All his his company, a block worth, nothing was. Nothing was broken. Nothing was burned down. Little singes on on the outside premise premise of his wooden fence around the place. Wow, he had an atmosphere around him right. Well, the rest of this town in San Francisco fell apart. His his company still was right. perfect. Amen. You know, and there was another one that one person. They took the challenge. They said, "Okay, if." if uh, you remember the one guy that uh, he he learned about tithing. I should have got the book. I just thought about now, but the one guy he said uh, he found out that tithing. He says, well, he had this land, and so he got ten percent of it. He would give the, the proceeds ten percent of that uh, of that land to God, and it worked. So the next year he doubled and doubled and doubled. He became a multi-millionaire just because he began to tithe more. And it wasn't double. You know, once you go over 10%, it's more than a tithe, and that's when you go into offerings, and that's when it really blew, blew, blew the walls out. So, you know, that book there. That, those, those stories were inspiring. Um, oh, Mr. Kentucky Fried Chicken, the colonel. He was unsuccessful 99 times before it took the Colonel got the restaurants went went through. But that's perseverance. That's right. So you have to control the atmosphere. He didn't allow distress and all that and, and dis, uh, distress in debt or discontentment get to him. Okay? We need friends that will. Challenge us in that way, friends. That uh, friends that grant you the opportunity to give causes you causes blessings to come on you and them. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Then another one on friendships here. Find people that prize integrity. Amen. Find people that find and that prize. Integrity above friendship, because you know a lot of people said, "Well, I know you did wrong, but you know, you know, let slip by." No, somebody with integrity says, "You got to straighten this out. You got to make it right. right." Let's go to Proverbs twenty-seven. We're just about done. Proverbs twenty-seven. In Proverbs chapter 27, we want to look at verse 6. Look at this. Faithful, we're talking about integrity. People that... Verse 6, Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of the enemy are lavish and deceitful. A friend will tell you when you're wrong. It might hurt your feelings, but they will tell you when you're wrong or when you make a mistake and you need to make that correction in your life. That's why it says faithful are friends' wounds, but that one of an enemy will, will kind of, you know, well, it's all right. You're going to find that sudden destruction comes upon you. So we need to find friends, f- make friendship with those that have integrity. They will hold you to a higher standard. They will not forsake you if you if you shall, or if you if you should fall. That will be at your side to help you back to victory. Proverbs twenty-eight, verse eighteen: Whosoever walketh uprightly shall be saved." Glory to God! Hallelujah! So He's going to help us out. But he that is perverse in his way shall shall fall at once. So we we got we've got to come along, come alive to this. Amen. Yeah. Find a friend that is willing to confront your enemies. Find a friend that's willing to confront your enemies and stand with you thick and thin. David went to the army to he help his dad, uh, the Israeli army was in the in battle with the Philistines. Dave, David, uh, his dad, David's dad told David to take some grub to his older brothers that were fighting in the military and nobody was fighting Goliath <laughs> find a friend that's willing to confront your enemies somebody say I'll go ahead and do it I'll help you out I'm gonna step out I'm gonna step out and do this when you have a friend like that that's gonna step out and help you out you're blessed They'll take up your cause Amen.
1: Find a friend that's willing to confront God's enemies with you because, you know what I mean? That's, very few people are willing to stand up for what's right in this hour. And we better now.
0: Amen. And finally, the last one to look for friends. Look for people with gratitude. Look for people with gratitude. They are the ones who say yes to God. So when you find somebody that that has a lot of gratitude, they will, and they say yes to God, they will be a good friend of yours. Amen. Amen. And finally, don't waste your uh, time on backward friends. Don't waste your time on backward friends. Because time is the most precious element that you have. It's not the gold, not your possessions, but it's your time. That's more, more precious than anybody else. If you spend time with somebody, it's a blessing. A backward friend is one that will say, I'm with you, but then turns on you when, when uh, things are not going right for you, or that will backbite you, that, that gossips about you, that tells lies about you. That's not, a, that's not a friend. That's why I call it backward friend, okay? All right, that's uh, what we got for tonight, glory to God. you have anything else? Anybody need prayer this night?